Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Don't judge people sleeping in a doorway in San Francisco. Who hasn't been there? <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, you look all bundled up today. What's going on? It's just, it's cold outside, like for the first time this year. That's like really cold. And I'm freezing. Like I'm just in that state. It's 69 degrees in here, but I'm in that state where you can't, you just can't get warm. No matter how warm it is. It's 69 degrees in your studio. That's kind of cold. I mean, it's room temperature. Uh, I keep my heat at 70. Well, it's 69.8. <laughs> that point two makes a big difference. Jen, I have a question for you. What are your thoughts on fate? Um, <laughs> I mean, fate is just like there's no direct like the world is chaos. Like I don't understand when people are going to get this. <laughs> The world is literally chaos. Like, there's no organization to, like, there's no karma. There's no fate. There's no, like, shit just happens to you. So would you say that? I mean, shit can have, like, there's there's correlation, right? So there's things that can happen to you based on decisions you make and things like that. But there's also a bunch of random shit. So you don't think, like, it's fate that I'm your sister? No. What what does that even mean? It's genetics (laughs) that you're my sister. (laughs) Or do you think like Timmy and I are soulmates? No, I don't know. No, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. Jenny, when you hear soulmate talk, how much do you want to stab your eyes out? It's just, it's the patriarch trying to control us. You're such an idiot. <laughs> just like high heels. Same thing. Keep going. I'm going to get you canceled. Jenny, what are your thoughts on God? <laughs> okay, so... I have my opinion about faith, and if you have faith, that's your business, and good for you, because we just got a negative review about this. But, we um, did, I have my but opinion. that's okay. That's okay. I have my opinion about faith. Guys, we got a negative review. If you're review coming here to look for good talk about God, go elsewhere. We got a negative review, and Jenny hid it from me. <laughs> I didn't hide it from her. I just didn't bring it to her attention, So, because I know it would totally ruin her her whole weekend. So, Do you understand that I wrote a memoir, which is about I my know. life, and have received negative reviews about it? <laughs> I know. I know. It's not a big deal. Like, like totally fair feedback. Totally fair. Sure. sure. But, like, that's 
how I feel. I feel like it's mostly me. That's mm. how I feel. Like, and I, I feel am. like it's, I also feel like it's not that I'm just trolling or I forget what the words were used, but I, I don't feel like it's that I'm like, I feel like it's constructive, legitimate feedback I'm giving about it and my, mm-hmm. my direct experience. Well, and here's the thing, like, we're not for everyone. No. You know, I couldn't no. listen to a Little House podcast where they were deeply religious. Yeah. After a while, I would be like, okay, <laughs> this is getting a little annoying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, fair. like, I, and, I totally and, get that. But, like, my whole problem with bad reviews on that is, like, I, I feel like if I was listening to a religious podcast about Little House or, like, a podcast about Little House that was very religious, I would just be like, this isn't for me. Like, it's right. not necessarily no. bad. Not everybody can do that. Like, bad is, like, the recording quality is bad, or it's just super boring, or, like, there's nothing, you know, they don't cover well, it. Well, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I disagree, because I recently thought about giving a bad review. I did not. But I thought about it for someone's real problematic take on race. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like if someone's a bigot on air, that's different. And I was kind of like, eh. yeah, but I did. I, I did know. not. I did not. I just, I just move on. That's move it. On. Like I'm like these people are working for nothing. Like I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> Speaking of working for nothing, you ready to <laughs> um, get to it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we are deep in the trenches of the worst television <laughs> I've ever seen. Is it though? Little House on the Prairie, Season 9, Episode 11, Alden's Dilemma, Jenny. Mr. Edwards is suspicious of a handsome young minister sent to Walnut Grove by the diocese, and Reverend Alden feels his position is threatened. All right, we got to get this out of the way right up front. This guy is hot. Yes, totally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, I saw him step off that stagecoach, and I was like, whoa, yeah. Mark Harmon. This is written. He's better looking than Mark Harmon. This is written by Don Balluck is back and directed by Mari Dexter. So they're back and it shows. Don Balluck, I thought we were safe from you. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. Never, ever stand on a balcony alone. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> we went he's, through this. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say never stand on the edge of a cliff All right, unattended while I'm around. Jenny, we open on a frustrated John Carter who, first of all, one of our memes came I up with the that. name Bopaw for him, and Bopaw. I love it. Brilliant. 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 Here's well a clap. Done. Well done. <laughs> so we open on Fopaw, <laughs> who is now being asked to go to San Francisco and represent the Grange. And I'm the sure, Grange. okay, I've had enough of this. The Grange is back. I've had enough of this. This the is Grange Pa's is position. Not only has this motherfucker, he's sleeping in Pa's bed, but now he's going to the Grange. Well, where the fuck is Pa? Is he going to the Grange? I can't even talk about it. I'm so upset. <laughs> so Sarah is picking through some tomatoes from the garden. And just like Carolyn and Pa before them, she's lamenting that they don't have any money. Yep. And Faux Pa's like, I don't want to wind up sleeping in someone's doorway, especially in San Francisco. I mean, Faux Pa, first of all, <laughs> don't judge people who sleep in a doorway in San Francisco. Who hasn't <laughs> been there? Um. Okay, so let's talk about the hate leveled at San Francisco for a second. This oh episode. my God. Wow. Now, at the time that it was filmed, 
they did say in the little trivia attached to this episode that it was like the biggest city west of the Mississippi at this point. At the time it was filmed. At the time it was no, that's not uh, the time it took place. The time at it took the time place, it took sorry. place. Yes, because at the time it was filmed, LA would have been bigger. Right, right, right. Yeah. So my question to you is: Are they being anti-city? Are they being racist? Are they being homophobic? Or is it a little bit of everything? I think it's a little bit of everything. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? Because we know, like, when we were growing up, San Francisco had a reputation of, like, a gay sanctuary, right? Like, everybody Mm -hmm. could be there and Harvey Milk and be out and proud and everything's great. Are they railing against that because this is the 80s? It's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like them demonizing San Francisco is a little weird. There was a lot weird. of hate going towards yeah. I mean, but to be fair, they were talking about, like, it's a rough town. And it would have been in the 1880s. Like, it was the Wild West, literally. Yeah, that's true. So you think they're coming at it more from a safety angle? I don't know. Than a ill-gross San Francisco I think it's angle? a little bit like, like small town versus big town. Okay. So maybe maybe it's not homophobia don't forget, run rampant. Well, don't forget, like religion underlies everything. Here we go again, right? But it underlies mm-hmm. everything Michael Landon does. So like it, it and does. he's talked about that. So it's yes. not like I'm making that up. Mm-hmm. So like if there's that undertone, it's hard to not comment on that. There's a- I think maybe that's the the thing with Michael Landon for me is I feel like I could turn him to the dark side. Okay. If I had some time with What's him. What's the dark side, eh? He's dead. Do you want time with this corpse? <laughs> That's the dark side. All right. So the the Carters and the Wilders are waiting for the stagecoach. Now, Edwards has stepped up as like acting mayor of the town. Yeah. Okay. He's there. And Laura's like, oh, manly, San Francisco's so far away. But then I'm distracted. And so are Laura and Sarah Carter because the stagecoach pulls up and a hottie gets out. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because they... <laughs> Like, the girls are like, hmm, what's this? Like, they're, <laughs> they, like, change, their demeanor changes instantly. Right. And, of course, hey, everybody. He's like, I hope it's safe to leave you alone because you're my property. I can't have you staring at oh somebody God. else. This new hottie in town is Reverend Hale. I have an index card. <laughs> mm, I, I did research on him, so I know already. Oh. Well, I, I was, you know, I wasn't going to do it if it wasn't anything interesting, but oh, it's out, interesting. it's interesting. <laughs> so this reverend is David Huffman. He's an American actor, was an American actor, born in 1945 in Illinois. He was a familiar face on television in the 80s and 70s. He starred in shows such as Love Story, Remington Steele, Trapper John, T.J. Hooker, Newhart, and many others. He also Wait, he was in Love Story, the movie? No, the show. Oh, okay. That's probably um, trash. Yeah, probably. On, and he also appeared on Broadway on February twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five. He was murdered. <laughs> murdered. Not, You're not laughing at that. I'm not laughing at the murder. I'm laughing at your enunciation of murder. <laughs> he was murdered. Like I'm like I wish I had a camera on me when I'm like looking this up, and I'm like, <gasps> like wait. Oh. The irony is he was murdered in San Diego. 
in San Diego. I thought it was San Francisco right. at first. But like still murdered in, <laughs> in California. California town. <laughs> so on the morning of February 27th, 16-year-old Ganero Samano Villanueva was taken into San Diego police custody after attempting to steal a radio from a car near his home. He was released into the custody of his high school principal. I don't even know. How, I didn't even know that <laughs> oh, was Oh, Mr. Thing. Belding would totally bail Zach or Slater And he out. left school. And then when he left school, he went to Balboa Park. There he was spotted by Canadian tourist Jack Beamer prowling around inside the motorhome of Beamer's friends. After Beamer accosted him, he fled the scene. Huffman, who was cast as who was cast in the play of Mice and Men at the Old Globe Theater and was set to begin work on a miniseries North and South, mm. uh, had visited the theater shortly before noon to share cookies with the cast and the crew and was sitting but in his van nice. near the theater with his bagpipes. Playing his bagpipes. You know, I have to say, one of the greatest details of this story is that he's sitting in a van down by the river, well, down bagpipes. by the ocean, playing bagpipes. Playing bagpipes when he sees Beamer confronts Villanueva. He chased, he gave chase in his vehicle to this dude. Um, parking the van near Oregon Pavilion and, fo- and followed Villanueva into the park. When he caught up with him, the two became involved in physical altercation in which Villanueva stabbed Hoffman twice in the chest with a screwdriver. Phillips head or? I mean, clearly not. I, I don't know. Maybe. No, I think it would be a Phillips head. It could be either. You could probably stab somebody. Oof, God. Um, mm. He died of exsanguation. I don't know mm. how you say that. It's bleeding out. He died of bleeding out. Likely I have a, cu- 30 I have a couple seconds. questions. I have a, wait, what was that? Likely within 30 to 45 seconds. So this had to be like the whole screwdriver probably went into him and just blew a hole open. Or he hit an artery. I have a question. He must have hit an artery. Many questions, but let's just start with a few. Wait, hold on. I'm not done. His body was found less than an hour later in Palm Canyon by a group of children. Ooh. Although it was not positively identified until later that night. On March 2nd and 3rd, Crime Stoppers produced a reenactment of the crime that was shown on San Diego television and published in several national newspapers. The Canadian tourist whose motorhome was burglarized saw Huffman's photo and death announcement in the newspaper and called police. He was buried on March 5th. Villanueva was arrested on March 12th after a police, re- after a police officer recognized him from a composite sketch given by the Canadian tourist. Hmm. He was sentenced to 26 years to life in prison. On hmm. November or on December 9th, 2011, he was denied parole for 15 years. Wow. Crazy. Okay. Right? A couple questions. Is that fate? I don't know. It's weird. Or is That's that what a bad you get from aligning San Francisco, maybe? Hmm. Jenny, um, what kind of van do you think this is? Are we talking Volkswagen? Oh, it's a Volkswagen van? Van. There's no question. Or are we talking rape van? No, I think it's a Volkswagen van. He's playing okay. bagpipes. Like Volkswagen van. Okay. He's playing bagpipes. How stoned is he? I don't know. I mean, he gave chase. Like, why would you? I don't know. I feel like if someone's stealing property, like, get a license plate, take some pictures. Although at that time, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to, to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give give a description to police. Don't chase them down. Don't be. Don't try to attack them for property. Gen X it's not pro worth tip. It. Gen X pro tip. If you're hanging out in your VW bus and you're playing your bagpipes and you see somebody breaking in somewhere, just maybe get a description called, please. Well, don't give chase. 
Although to be fair, he saw the two of them fighting. Hmm. And then maybe he saw the one chasing the other. And like maybe he thought it was like some kind of attack on a person. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Which, I mean, do what you do. Like, do what you want. Do what you feel safe in, in the case where somebody's attacking a person. But like for property, not worth it. Not worth it. Okay. All I know is this guy's super hot. Yes, he so is super hot. So let's get back to this. <laughs> so uh, once Manly's like, hey, everybody, I hope I can trust you in town with this hot priest. Um, Sarah Carter's like, he's a preacher, dude. Relax. But then I wrote, but priests can get married. Yes. So... These, they're like uh, Episcopalian or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before they leave, Edwards tells the men, keep your wits about you because that city is crawling with thieves and no goods. They shit all over San Francisco again. <laughs> but Jenny, who's a city dweller? Albert. No. Faux pas. He was a city dweller? Yeah. He goes, I've lived in big cities a lot. Okay. I'll be fine. He does not exhibit that behavior <laughs> in what is to come. I have to say there are several points in this episode where I appreciate faux pas energy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> So at the church, Rev is meeting with Hottie Hale, and Hale says he's just touring for the diocese and snooping around. Aim, aim, aim. Is he getting observed? Like he used to get observed, <laughs> like in school, like teaching. Like is, is I think Rev getting get, observed? I think Rev's getting observed. <laughs> Hale says, um, "Rev's like everything's fine here, except we need some new hymnals." And Hale's like, "Done, done." So here already, Rev is like, "Money, I money, like money, money, money." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hale says, can I share your pulpit at service tomorrow? I really don't get to preach too much because I'm, you know, a businessman for the diocese. And Rev's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now we cut to the train and Elmanzo's being annoying He's as He's acting fuck. like a four-year-old. <laughs> he is literally somebody who had too much sugar. Well, and I got the energy from faux pas that like he wants to murder him like yes. he wants to stab him in the throat jenny i have to say something <laughs> no El- sorry not to be insensitive to, not to be insensitive to rev but he wants to stab him in the throat i have to say something Elmanzo and faux pas on this train is was like a flashback to you and i as children oh my god okay like Elmanzo's me and is like oh my god i can't wait we're going to san francisco <laughs> And faux pas like, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. I just want to sleep. So apparently, um, hey, everybody's getting an award. God. God. For thinking of a new wrinkle irrigation. You don't have any facts on this? Whatever. No, I don't care. I think they made it And faux pas like, shut the fuck up. And I'm enjoying his energy. In Walnut Grove, there's a weird windstorm on a perfectly sunny day. Don't know what this is about. And the Olsons are congratulating Hale on his awesome service or sermon. And they invite him to dinner. And Harriet is also oh all dreamy over him. Yes. Yep. Inside, Alden says, I agree, Hale. Like, your sermon was awesome. And Hale's like, can I do it again next Sunday? And Rev's like, uh, I guess. Are you staying, are you staying that, long? that long? Yeah. Hale says, you know, Rev, you have the perfect congregation. Like, I'm kind of envious. And Rev goes, well, why don't you ask for your own ministry? And Hale says, okay, get ready for him to get even hotter. That he's a Harvard graduate. <laughs> he drops the Harvard degree. <laughs> so not only is he hot, but now he has a degree from Harvard. 
and he's going to be looking for some investment properties in the in the area. So in other words, he is more valuable to the diocese as a businessman yeah. than he is as a priest. Well, and this, although he's, we find out later, this isn't true. Right, like, right, right. I mean, not real because I'm like, are, is the church going into flipping real estate? Like, are they taxed at this time? Like, well, what's Jenny, going it's on? funny you should ask because this brings me to him going house hunting with um, Mr. Edwards, and this is our latest episode of House Hunters. <laughs> Reverend Hale is leaving his stable job in the big city to seek refuge in the small hamlet of Walnut Grove. Can this man of the cloth follow a higher calling and leave the big flashy city life behind? Find out on this episode of House Hunters, Walnut Grove. (laughs) Okay, whatever. (laughs) All right, because Isaiah is like a realtor here. Yes, I know. Yes. (laughs) So our first home is a little two-story that has fallen into disrepair. Fred Caldwell, the previous dude, couldn't farm worth a dick and lost his house. <laughs> well, I have this guy is flipping houses in the 1880s. Like, only four capitalists did this back then. Like, if your name wasn't Rockefeller, like, you weren't doing this. Right. So Hale says he likes it, and with a little soap and water, he could make something of it. And then I realized, did people used to wash things with just soap and water? I guess so. Yes. What what else would you have washed it with? There wasn't cancer causing chemicals. Yeah, but we didn't do that till the seventies. Mr. Clean. Inside the house looks like it has been abandoned for decades. There's like spiders the size of men running around. Yeah, it's like the the sixty years of cobwebs that have formed in two weeks. In San Francisco, these idiots are in shock over the fast paced dealings of San Francisco. Can we discuss that? They walk into a hotel. There's a convention in town. Yeah. They walk into a hotel on the day it starts mm-hmm. or the day before it starts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can we get a hotel room? They're surprised when there's none. Like, yeah, and hello. I, and I thought about this. They have access to a phone. This is like walking into Times Square on December 31st and be like, can we get a room? <laughs> like, of course not. <laughs> So they find a hotel, they discover it's sold out, and the clerk is clearly trying to live in his 15 minutes of fame because they give him like 37 lines of dialogue. Yep. And it's so dumb. Jenny, I wrote here, this humor, guys, you'll know it when I say this, this humor is the kind of humor that grandfathers and drunk uncles laugh at on Sunday afternoons. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like three stooges type humor. I hate that. I hate it too. No offense, Sla- I think it's called slapstick. Yeah, like it's just like bah, bah, like on the nose. In Walnut Grove, Edwards is dragging Rev over to spy on Hale, and he convinces Rev that Hale might be wanting to move in on his congregation. He's like setting up house here. Yeah, and he paid all cash, and Rev is, or um, Edwards is suspicious. It's like he came in with like the full cash offer and he's like Where, where's the church getting this kind of where's this guy getting this kind of money because they he thinks he's buying it for himself yes this must be when churches had money yeah okay now for the racist portion of oh, the program oh churches still have money what are you talking about yeah they do i'm sorry that's when churches used to give out money <laughs> that's when churches were you know getting taxed maybe all right, now for the racism, Jenny. They end up, Fopon and hey, everybody, end up at a Japanese hotel. Oh, this is they... 
As soon as they're like outside and they're like, we're going to the Japanese hotel, I'm like, fuck. And of course they so start bad. with ding, 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 ding. Of course, right? So bad. So they rebuff all the Japanese customs. And did you hear, I don't know if you heard this. I don't know what that instrument is that they use when they get into that ding, 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 ding. I don't know what the instrument is, but they did a version of that, of the theme song. Really? Yes. No, I didn't yep. notice that. I heard it. I was like, is that the theme song? I didn't know. I didn't And then that. I looked at the um, trivia for IMDb and somebody else pointed it out. That, um, they don't seem to understand what this woman's saying, even though she's pointing at their feet and pointing at shelves with a bunch of shoes on them. <laughs> like, they can't figure out that she's saying to take their shoes off. Jenny, is, is Hey Everybody the worst partner in oh. charades? They're just idiots. Like it's <laughs> she doesn't need to speak English words for you to understand what she's trying to tell you. I know. I know. They go to the bath or the, like the <laughs> the indoor bath there and they're offended because women want to touch them and it's then it's a they public eat. bath. Yeah. Which would have been common in those days. Then they eat with chopsticks and make comments about how gross the food is and how hungry they are. And the next day, Jen, they want a real American steak and potatoes. I mean, first of all, they're in the public bath. They're in basically a mom spa. And it's like, you'd pay $175 an hour for that now. <laughs> and why wouldn't they let women touch them? Because uh, they're Puritans. Oh, God. But, like, they freak out. Like, they don't understand the customs. But instead of being, like, trying to learn the customs, like, when they're doing the chopsticks, super irritating. Like, Almanzo's holding one in each hand. Just, oh my god like, wait a minute i missed that i missed yeah, that he's holding one in each hand and just <laughs> you know being like if you travel to places where the customs are different than yours or you're in a place where the customs are different, just look at what other people are doing like we have eyes just look what are they doing how are they handling this <laughs> okay so when i was in new york for the titanic museum i took my girls to a dumpling house um you know an authentic dumpling house mm-hmm. and Wait, I had no dumpling house in Times Square. No, no, no. Oh, we okay. were down. Oh, by... you were you were right near my office. Yeah, is that Soho? No, Chelsea. Chelsea. But let me tell you something. I had no idea what I was doing with the soup dumplings. I didn't oh, know how man. to eat the soup yeah. dumplings. Not only did my kid totally know because she's yep. obsessed with food, but the guy, like the. The owners, there was one gentleman and two women, and I think the guy and the one woman were the owners. They were going around to every table explaining how to do this. Mm-hmm. So there was two ways I could have learned. The third way would have been to turn my head to the side yeah, and, and see what the guy next to me was doing. Yeah. Yep. I mean, now you just Google it, but, you know, and you have like some of it's common sense. You mm-hmm. have a spoon. Mm-hmm. And you have a watery dumpling. <laughs> right, but I, I wanted to know the best way. Yes, you want the best it, way. Yep. To get the best experience. So you turn your head and you look at what other people are doing. Yeah, yeah. Like like when you're, you know, like you follow the crowd. You, you take cues from other people. I feel like we've lost the ability to do that. And when you stay very much in your comfort zone, you totally, like you never do that. But like right. you rely on that if you're in a new place and you don't know what's going on, especially if you don't speak the language or can't read the signs, like you got to really pay attention to what people are doing. I could have thrown a fit and demanded it like a spoon and yeah. made comments about how gross it was. Soup like, dumplings are delicious. Hey, everybody. They're so delicious. I didn't know that he had a chopstick in each hand. I need footage yeah, of did. that. Yep. That will be in the Mimi piece. Yep. <laughs> okay. 
So the next day they want a steak and potatoes. Only they come across an old lady who needs help crossing the street. As soon the minute, the minute that um You saw her this woman rolled up, I was like, She's gonna steal her wallet. There's no question. Me too. Me too. So she ends up pickpocketing, hey, everybody. And when they chase her down, she plays the victim and all the bystanders support her claims. And hey, everybody in faux pas end up behind bars. Well, as, soon, as soon as they grabbed her, I'm like, the police are going to arrest them. And who are they going to believe? Yep. This old lady or them? Yep. In jail, Almanzo realizes he had everything in his wallet. The tickets to the convention, the tickets for the ride home, everything. This is why you need redundancies. Like... You can't have a single point of failure, as we call it in tech, which yes. is Manly's wallet. Like, you should have given John one set of tickets. So at least if yes. you lost the tickets to the Grange, you have your tickets for the ride home. Like, yeah. What's he doing? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jen, faux pas has a real may the rivers of San Francisco run red with your blood kind of vibe to them. <laughs> I'm telling you, I I hate what they're doing with him, that they're trying to replace Bob, but I'm appreciating his energy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so in town, Hale shows up and heads over to the mercantile. And meanwhile, Edwards and Rev are snooping. Hale finds Laura and Sarah, and he confides in them that he has a secret gem. The diocese is buying Rev their his very own house. Oh, my God. First of all, he's spilling the tea. Like, there's all so much tea spilled here. 
they're buying a house for Rev. And like Edwards and Rev are in the background, like lurking around suspiciously. But I have two important questions. Hmm. Number one, where has Rev been living up till now? No, that was my big question. Like, where <laughs> does he live? Okay. And isn't he married? Where's that wife? He was married. Where's his wife? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did she question- die in some episode that we skipped? Maybe. Come at us, guys. <laughs> question number three is, why is he not allowed to pick his own furniture? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, he, this guy he? is furnishing this house for him. Yeah, shouldn't they have, like, said, here's your house and now pick out your furniture? Yeah, like, they should have said, here's your house and here's $200 for the mercantile. Go pick out some furniture. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Anyway, he needs the women folk to clean. So he enlists these two. And they have some shit to do, but they make arrangements for one of them to be there on Friday and one to be on Saturday. And Edwards, meanwhile, vows to keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. In San Francisco, Carter and Hey Everybody get out of jail by paying a $2 fine, which was courtesy of Fauxpas. My question is, oh, I guess I guess Fauxpas had it. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. They get over to the convention hall and some bozo won't let them in because all of a sudden, Jenny paperwork matters all of a sudden sudden, we we obey these systems like they used to just vouch for everything jesus christ but there was a time and i feel like it was you know we never saw this happening on little house or in the 1800s but like because people just vouched but there was a time in society when like everything relied on the thing you printed out like that if you don't have that ticket there was no like cloud record of it like you no, that was it that was it if you lost your ticket you were fucked Yes, which like is why you don't tickets, have concert tickets. Which is why you don't have a single point of failure. Yeah, yeah, right. Now it's like everything is everywhere. So Laura shows up at Hales and she brings a picnic basket of cleaning supplies. But to a snooping Edwards, it looks like she's bringing a romantic picnic for two. My God! Now get well, ready and for Edwards this guy. thinks they're having an affair, and he bases this on like what they're saying. And Hale says. Can't wait to get this done. <laughs> like, dude, Edwards. Come on, man. Jen, then Hale gets even hotter. So we have level one was oh, just hotness. here we go. Level two was Harvard. Level three, he's reading Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, shit, Emerson. And he's discussing the nuances of Emerson's poetry versus his essays. And I'm like, oh my God, if I was Laura, that dress would be off faster than he <laughs> knew what to do with. <laughs> so then Hale reads her one of Emerson's love poems. Oh wait, did you like this? She goes, I had an opportunity to see Emerson in person, which we know when she went to Arizona. Continuity. But Hale goes, oh yeah, well being a Harvard no, man, mean, I've seen him like 25 times. All the time. I saw him every once a week. <laughs> That's like when I tell my story about going to an authentic dumpling house and Jenny's been all over the world. <laughs> Good for you, Abe. I was in like a club in Berlin trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> now, the tough thing in Germany was the subways because it took mm. me forever. To, like, because one thing that also prepares you, I think, is living in a city because cities operate similarly. Pretty much. Unless so like, it's San you know Francisco, to, the devil's If you know court. how to use a subway in New York, though, you pretty much understand subways in other places are generally how they work. The hardest thing, though, was, believe it or not, like, I was trying to figure out how to pay for the subway. Because, like, mm. you had a ticket, but it's like, how does this work? They have the honor system. So you just get on the subway. Whoa. And, like, if the police come by or whoever and they ask to see a ticket, you have to have your ticket. Okay. I think they also have that in Portland. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's not specific to Berlin, mm-hmm. but 
They don't have like the blocking turn styles like they do in like DC or New York. Or... But I, I remember being completely weirded out by it. Like you bought the ticket, you yeah. got on the tram that they have there and you're just like, oh, but there's no security? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. You'll so, never see that happen here. <laughs> so um, Edwards overhears Hale reading this poem and he gets so angry he morphs into a roadblock. <laughs> and stands in the middle of the road and as laura approaches he like jumps in front of her wagon and he confronts her about this he's like what are you doing with hail and she says yes we share a secret but don't worry there will be an announcement and you'll okay. have to wait to hear it edwards then heads to doc baker's where once again he's like if i were a drinking man i'd tie one on he really needs help with his alcoholism. Well, he needs he, to process He, he asked this. Doc if, if people can persuade other people. What he's trying to ask Wait, is- no, no, no. Okay. No, we need to set the scene here. All right, so Doc, that scarecrow motherfucker, answers the door. And Isaiah's like, can... Okay, here's what he says. Are there folks who can get other folks to do things against their nature? Terrible things. Terrible things. And Doc says, hmm... You mean like cast in a spell? Jenny, this is a doctor. This is a doctor. So <laughs> he, instead of going to like, can people be persuaded or convinced, <laughs> you know, by other people, which is what's happening here. He goes to like cast in a spell. Like, is this the fucking 1600s? Like, let's, let's go hang some folks. Like, then what, what the does hell? he say, Jen? What's Doc Baker's answer? I don't know. Yes. He says yes. He says yes. He yes. Says yes. <laughs> yeah, he says oh yes. God. He's like, yeah, I suppose so, or something. Well, I don't no, know. it's even worse. He goes, I've never seen it, but yeah. Like, like of- literally the definition of, like, imperial evidence is, like, you, 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 empirical evidence is that you can see the result, like, there's proven results. Like, why don't you just say, I've never seen it, but maybe. But no, he gives a definite yes. Yeah, yep. I've never seen it, but yes, I believe it to be true. Yes. I just wrote, what the fuck, yeah, Doc? The All right, the next day, it's Sarah's turn with her lover. And Edwards is again listening outside the window. (laughs) This is pretty So does he just think the reverend's inviting married women over, like, daily to, like, have sex with? Like, to bang in a house with no furniture. Here's the thing, Edwards. You're in Walnut Grove in 1888 or whatever. Like, these people don't think that way. Like, you do, obviously. The problem might be with you, Edwards. (laughs) Well, don't forget, Jane's gone. So he's, you know. I mean, the problem's obviously with his dirty mind. Like, these people would never even think of that or consider that. Like, they're it's so out of their radar. You watch House of the Dragons, right? Oh, yeah. House of the Dragon. So I'm not done yet, so don't spoil anything. I'm only on episode seven. But Edwards has a real Aegon vibe to him. Like, he'd be standing out in the windowsill of the Red Keep jerking sure. off down into the city. Yeah, okay. Drinking, falling asleep. You know sure. what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right. They start talking about why Hale isn't married. And Sarah Carter's like, dude, she's going you're for hot. It. She's going for it. Yeah. Like, why aren't you married? And he's like, oh, I wish I, I wish you knew how badly I wanted the love of a good woman. <laughs> now we see Almanzo and Carter walk into a place oh, where Opa says they can jump on a train. And Almanzo just wants an apple. These guys, like, first of all, they say it's a four to five days walk home. Like, they're not going assume- to they're assuming they're going to jump on a train because it was like yeah. four or five. It was yeah. five to six days to get there. And on trains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Jenny, at Hales, we see 
him walking, we see Hale walking Sarah Carter out and she gives him a peck on the cheek and Edwards comes out from the background like Yosemite Sam, like, <laughs> and he just punches him in the worst television punch ever. Oh my God, he's totally Yosemite Sam. Oh God. And Sarah freaks out and Edwards is like, why are you banging two of the most respected married women in the county? And you know what? Good for Sarah Carter because she gets she offended and she starts beating the shit out yes, of him. Yes, amazing. Mm-hmm. And she calls and him filthy. And then what does she do? Oh, I don't know what. Good day. Oh, that's at the end. That's at the end. <laughs> There's a cut and Edwards has been told the truth and Hale's explaining everything and Edwards is like, oh shit, I didn't know what to say. I'm sorry. Sarah, I'm sorry. And she goes, good day. <laughs> and she leaves. <laughs> great on the train ride home hey everybody is starving and he's eyeing up so they're stuck in this livestock car and yes. he's eyeing up these cattle like he I know, wants it's to so eat them stupid. like their steak are you a big baby he's an idiot like do you not understand you can't eat a living cow <laughs> i mean you could try i guess idiot. and faux pas like shut the fuck up well these grown-ass men can't figure out how to feed themselves jenny i have a request hmm. i need a john carter graphic with faux pas written across it okay. for our for our group all right okay so now at church hale is speaking and suddenly his preaching turns into a recognition of rev's work and he announces they have fixed up the old caldwell home and here are the keys and Rev is stunned. And Hale says, the choice was up to me. I hope I did okay with this free house we're giving you. And Rev's did, like, guess what, everybody? I'm speechless. Did you see Rev throw the look at Edwards, though? <laughs> yes. Like, like the look he threw was reminding me of the look Graham threw when we threw her the 70-year-old surprise birthday party when she turned oh, 70. Oh, yeah. Remember and, like, that? when she was surprised, like, you could tell she was, like, glad. And she had a really good time. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she was just talking it up and gossiping with everybody mm-hmm, but the look mm-hmm. she gave us initially was like mm-hmm. i will kill you yeah yep yeah hale announces party at rev's house <laughs> <laughs> so the, they head over to rev's house and it looks good i mean it looks like the inside yep. of my little dollhouse yep. you know outside edwards is moping and laura and sarah bring hale out to talk to him and hale has to take half the blame for this because this man child doesn't know how to regulate can i can i i was thinking though like when when laura and and uh what's her name miss carter sarah when laura and sarah and hale walk out i was like what if they they walk out to him like okay dude you were right we were having sex (laughs) (laughs) but like keep your mouth shut (laughs) that'd be awesome or like he grabs their ass or something Like just a little subtle something. Laura's like, damn, I wish that rumor was true. Um, do you see what she's working with? Chopstick uh, yeah, in both exactly. hands? Exactly. <laughs> what do you think you have to do with the chopstick in each hand? Does he That's think what I mean. come just at it like a shovel? Head. It's like you said, just turn your head. Turn your head. Like at least John has it in a generally the position that it would be, and even though if he was watching more closely, he would have he would be doing it differently, but <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to let this go. Wait, you see it? Go see it. I can't believe you didn't like, notice. Because you know why I can't let that go? Because that's something my kids would have done at seven. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He's so 
infantile. Yep. So anyway, uh, he's taken half the blame, and Laura goes, "Well, you were looking out for us." And Edward's like, "Yeah, yeah, I yeah, was. Sure, yeah, let's go yeah, with that. That sounds right." And then he's like, "Does this mean I'm forgived?" And Laura goes, "Yeah, you're forgived, people." Let's not normalize using bad grammar. <laughs> then Almanzo is still dreaming of eating a cow. End of episode. Oh, I have a theory. God. I have a theory I want to posit. What's that? Would you agree, agree or disagree, that the last couple episodes have been real hard on Mr. Edwards? He's been made the fool. Yeah, I agree. I think this is Landon's revenge. Yeah, but Landon has nothing to do with it at this oh. point. Oh, Landon has everything to do with right. it. Okay. I think this is Landon's revenge for Victor French yeah, burning probably. him. Yeah, you're probably he, right. He's like, oh, you can come back, but I'm going to put I'm gonna you, make you with- a total idiot. I'm going to put you with an orangutan, a 14-year-old. <laughs> I'm going to have you crawling around bushes with uh, Rev and punching people. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to make you a fool. And he's slipping notes to the writers. Yeah, probably. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. All right, Jenny, whose fault is this? It's Almanzo's fault. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) All right. Hey, everybody, no need to ask anymore. (laughs) He's just such an idiot. Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, talk about how, I don't know, this episode affected us in our adulthood, even though I don't remember this episode. We called our wives, designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? This is why I'm a cold, heartless person who doesn't trust anyone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay because like this all the city scenes i feel like this was a trope like the, yeah. the person don't from a small anybody. town comes to the city and like you can't even trust the old lady like you can't mm-hmm. trust anything you see with your eyes like it's mm-hmm. someone's always got an angle and they're always trying to rip you off and i feel like that was a constant theme on shows like this this is why you always have a contingency plan when you travel. Always. Uh, I mean, what there's so many things they do wrong bag? with traveling here. I could do a whole episode on just what but they're like, doing wrong. I don't extensively travel, but even I know, like, if I go somewhere, I leave my, like, returning plane ticket somewhere safe. Yeah. Yep. Like, you don't put everything in, in your, your purse. In your wallet, which is a signal, like, which is the symbol of the thing. Like, if someone's going to rob you, that's the thing they take. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could have that, like, in another pocket or something. or Especially if you're with somebody. Yeah. The Give other person something. should have some shit. Yeah. Yep. Why didn't Fauxpas have his own Grange ticket? Yep. Then he could have got in, got somebody to come out and vouch for yep. Almanzo. Yep. <sighs> Whatever. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everybody what's coming up next? We're, do- we're skipping a bunch of boring, like, single ones that reuse plots that we've seen 16 times. and we're Just going so you right know, though, to- it's an hour and a half. And we're going to an hour and a half long episode called Home Again. Charles is forced to address Albert's recent criminal behavior. The two of them take a trip to back to Walnut Grove, and Charles is hopeful that the experience will straighten out his son. So I guess Charles is back. Yay! Charles is back. No offense, Albert's back. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Um, if you haven't already, guys, check out our Patreon where we cover two bonus ep- where we give you two bonus episodes a month. We're doing My So-Called Life and Rock of Love right now with our favorite wig on a stick, Brett Michaels. So you can get there just by clicking the link in the show notes. And you can also find our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees, in the show notes. That's all I got today, Jen. How about you? You done? Yeah, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.